Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warn Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post. I am he, Yeshua, to believe or not. Yet I am he, the Messiah, which is to come, he said. The battle for truth is in the world today. America, while division and hatred seem the rule of the day, we need to ask ourselves, does our own society know the truth? Do not miss this post, America, Perilous Last Days. America, Perilous Last Days, and it is another day in the nuthouse called America, but we look at the perilous situation today, which are the last days prophetically. Do not miss this post, Lawless World Christian Living. Lawless World Christian Living brings us to a stark contrast. Scripture gives us warning that is stark. Because iniquity, wickedness, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Do not miss this post, Bedrock Hope Foundation Truths. I know the hope is buried in the one who created all things. I know that no matter what, he will make a way. That is my bedrock hope. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. The latest post on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Gospel, Turbulence, End of Days, Advocacy Classic at Warren Radio. If you have ever been on a plane that has hit major turbulence, then you know how it feels. Today the ride of prophetic events and the nation of men find themselves in the midst of troublesome times. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller, and The Rising details a takeover of America there's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Dark forces are plotting to bring the, na- the country into the globalist new world. And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can visit the Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media and also on danaglinsmith.com be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren radio newsletter and now I welcome in the watchman you're listening to Warren radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us 
on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here on another Wednesday night. And next week already is Thanksgiving. I know, time goes so fast. Well, we are definitely moving along. Trump did announce his uh, intention to run as president again. Last night? Yeah. We watched it, and it was pretty good, but there's a lot of people that don't want him to, including the Republicans. But the Republicans are joining with the Democrats to vote in some legislation. And uh, that's why... You know, when you talk about Democrat or Republican, these are two old parties that have been more cause of trouble in America than than anything. So at any rate, in this case, we'll just see, but there's a lot of things stacking against Trump. But we, we look to it as uh, the Lord's involved in a lot of this. And so we just let her go, looking to the Lord. And uh, up front, Tower, I got to do this. We're going to be okay. bed, Bedrock Foundation Truths. This is an article over on warn-usa.com. And you'll find it over on danaglinsmith.com. Bedrock Hope Foundation Truths. You know, there's one thing when you start talking about the Lord and about the handiworks. There's nothing like a starry sky. And when I see those at night or during the daytime, I see his handiwork, his creation. Definitely wonderful works. And... You know, what that does is just reinforce your belief in a creator. But I know that hope is buried in the one who created all things. I know that no matter what, he will make a way. This is my bedrock hope. Amen. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Foreshadows of our redemption and following restoration as sons of God. Place your hope in him who is eternal, Jesus Christ our Lord. He is called the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1, and he who will reward all according to their works in Revelation chapter 22. Relevant also to bedrock hope and foundational truths is the efforts of the world. Today there are many working to remove biblical authority from every vestige of society. And we have even come across scraps of information coming out of the Vatican that is at odds with scripture. That's sad. Yet if you want truth and nothing but the truth, where do you go? The answer is the Bible. It is relevant, but only to those who know the word revealed in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This is a little bit of an intro into Bedrock Hope Foundational Truths. I encourage you to go to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com where you can read this article that is in-depth, and you can also find many others. So go to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And a final word, 
Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, and upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waited for the Lord, and he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. That's Psalm 33, 18 through 22. That's included in this article. And I read that because we have reports out talking about how bad it's going to be. And, of course, the reason it's bad, we can look and see the Biden administration. We can see the Democrats and we can see the troubles that that are there and they're not looking good but see our hope is not in biden our hope is not in america our hope is in the lord amen so go to warn-usa.com danaglennsmith.com and read the article and spend some time there reading some of the other articles warn-usa.com also have our radio shows on them and our shows are also on many other avenues that you can listen to as Tower outlined in the intro to this show so you know Tower and as I was reading that that came into mind this week the very thing you and I were talking about about the trouble economically right and you know that that is really important when you have a psalmist that says that you know our he is our help and our shield our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name yes amen the lord is upon them that fear him upon them that hope in his mercy see you got to hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in the famine. You know, that's really encouraging to hear the word of the Lord. It is, because it is the word of the Lord. And he is faithful and true, and he's not a man that he should lie. He is truth and holiness and righteous, everything good. Yep. Well, we're over in India now, and uh, Christian celebration winds up with Christians arrested, which is, considering this is India, this is par for the course. A Christian mother and her family in northern India, this comes out of Morning Star News, have suffered assaults and threats. And all they did was throw a birthday party for their son. And uh, Mahindra Kumar told Morning Star News, Our lives have turned into a living hell as we struggle to survive each day with our seven-year-old son. Our face, we face threats every day and we do not know what will happen tomorrow. Now, Kumar's wife was one of six women, women, four of them Christian, that were arrested on charges of fraudulent conversion. And of course, this came out of the Hindu population that surrounded them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even when you get in, for instance, Pakistan and the Muslim majority, Christians are still targeted. And you know, we can see a beginning of this kind of targeting in America on Christians and, you know, even Trump supporters. But we are not there yet in America like it is in India. And I don't know how many times we have covered these stories in India and it's along the basic lines You know, the Christians are doing something, the Hindus don't like it, and so they report them. And it goes on to say that 
they had been targeted several more times where they filed a counter complaint regarding the harassment and attacks that we have faced. The six women were arrested when you had Hindu extremists barge into a large birthday celebration for the couple's only son. That occurred in July of this year. And they accused the Christians of using the event as cover to protestantly convert people. You know, these people are so afraid of Christians converting people. When many of these Christians don't do anything, they just live their normal lives. There are pastors that will go out and pray for people and stuff like this. But the bottom line of it is, is that we see this day in, day out, almost all the time, where these, and, and of course, you're in India. And when you get in India, and the government there does not do anything. Matter of fact, it's been said that the Indian government over there actually encourages this kind of stuff to stop Christians totally. When the Indian constitution itself guarantees freedom of religion. And so the family invited around 600 people, including 300 church members. I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot of people. And 150 guests arrived, and then the group of Hindus showed up. And, of course, anytime you have something. Now, if you had it in your house quiet, it would have been different. Or had it outside of town or something, maybe it would have worked out. And so the women, the six women that that organized this were taken to the police station and the officers tried to uh, get the gal that, uh, you know, in, in Dracula, in Dracula, it's hard to say how the Indians say this, tried to get them to confess, her to confess, and uh, so, I mean, this gets so ridiculous. And, of course, they passed in India. We talked about this when it happened. The Unlawful Conversion of Religion Act in 2021. We talked about that. And if you force someone... Which no, but no Christian is going to force anybody. That's right. You, you know, people. and the Hindus don't know that. You know, they've been told that, but they don't believe it, and they don't know that. In Christianity, the Lord wants you to come to him, and you accept him. I can't accept him for you. I can't force you by gunpoint. But in history, we've seen during the Crusades... Both parties have done that. The the Muslims forced Christians and even the Christian armies forced Muslims. But this is really one of those things that we see in India being used against the Christian population, including the low class, which is the Dalits or Dalits. Um, actually, Dalit, it's Dalit. Masses, D-A-L-I-T, but you could say call them deletes because that's what they practically do to these people. They, they ignore them. They're the lowest classes, and because they're Christians, they ignore them. They don't care what happens to them, it, uh, and it's terrible. So um, be sure to pray for India and the believers over there, all classes of the believers. That's right. They and uh, Morningstar News, you can um, go online and find them. Do a search and you'll find them. They're a very um, strong Christian news site and people, ministries and things that have something to say or something to put up. Uh, 
they go to Morning Star News. And there's others too. So uh, remember to pray for India. Yes, Are you ready, India. Tower? Yes. This is a story about um, Franklin Graham Samaritan's Purse Shoebox Ministry. And the WIBR Warren Radio encourages you to get involved with the Shoebox Christmas Ministry to share Christ and His love. Go to SamaritansPurse.org and look for Operation Christmas Child. And this shoebox story is about Menar and quality items. <clears throat> and um, shoebox gifts prepared by generous donors and filled with toys, hygiene items, and school supplies may be dropped off during National Collection Week, November 14th through the 21st. And more than 4,500 drop-off sites are now open, and the Samaritan's Purse Project will collect its 200 millionth shoebox this year. Boy, that just seems astronomical. <clears throat> Several gifts. This is um, Menar. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. His story. Several gifts in my shoebox have been decades-long reminders of God's love. My name means beacon. I was born to Christian parents in a Middle Eastern country whose majority aren't followers of Jesus, and my name was a testament to bring a light for Christ. But for a kid who had reached 5 feet 11 inches by age 12, it took on a different meaning among my peers at school. Teased for my height and for being a church boy, my schoolmates called, would call after me and say, The beacon is walking. You need a light over your head. In retrospect, being called a lighthouse wasn't entirely off the mark since God wants believers in him to shine his love to others, shining in the shining light. At age 13, I received an Operation Christmas Child school box gift that seemed to radiate God's love. I thought there would be only one item in the box, but was astonished to see that it was full of gifts. The, store, the toy store came to me. The first time I saw in the box, the first thing I saw in the box was a stuffed animal, a bear wearing a red sweater. There also was a football, an etch-a-sketch, crayons, a monkey-shaped keychain, and a note from the sender that said, Jesus loves you and I'm praying for you. Jesus loves you and I'm praying for you. I felt the love of Jesus through the shoebox. It taught me how God is great, that God thought about me and sent me that gift. That thought stuck with me, wanting other children to experience the joy that I had through this gift. At age 18, I decided to make my own version of shoebox gifts for my neighbors, four children. I rounded up the shoeboxes from my house and filled them with locally available items, delivering them on Christmas evening. And for 20 years, I kept the stuffed bear, which I still have, by my bedside as a reminder that Jesus cares for me and knows my hopes and dreams from the biggest to the smallest. My big dream was to become a doctor, and while attending medical school, I carried the monkey-shaped keychain from my shoebox gift with me as an encouragement to continually re rely on God. I still have this keepsake as well. <clears throat> Having long-lasting shoebox gifts like these serve as reminders of God's love and underscores the importance of packing quality shoebox items. I achieved my goal of becoming a doctor in my home country. I worked as a general surgeon until unrest in the country resulted in me relocating to the U.S. When I first came to America and saw shoebox gifts being packed at the church I attended, I immediately recognized the Operation Christmas Child logo and said, I remember that box. I received one. There's a lot of hope, a lot of joy when kids get a shoebox gift. I'm now an Operation Christmas Child project leader at the church and encourage others to pack shoebox gifts to bring joy and the hope of the gospel to children. 
I enjoy using follow your box tracking labels to discover the country's destination of shoebox gifts. The light of God's love that I felt at age 13 when I received a shoebox gift continues decades later each time I look at one of those items from my box. I even get a sense of it when I see toys and school supplies on store shelves. The sight fills me with appreciation for how God shined his light in my life through a shoebox gift. I remember how this gift how I remember how the gifts in my shoebox put a smile on my face. There's a lot of hope, a lot of joy when kids get a shoebox gift. They're going to feel the love you're sending with that shoebox, that you're sending a shoebox full of love and prayers. Please pack it with all your heart, all your love, all your joy. That child, they're going to feel that love from that shoebox. That story makes me emotional, Dana. I just I know. think it's and very that, touching. That is a good story, too. Yes. And the thing of it is, is the amount of people that uh, they're really covering, you know, is amazing. It I is. Mean, it really is. You. I enjoy doing that shoebox ministry of giving to those children that are less fortunate. Well, you know, and I think it's a good idea, too. You know, I mean, I do, just, too. I don't know how long he's been doing it, uh, but that's amazing, that story. I mean, it is. Um, that ministry is an amazing ministry, and I know it's brought hundreds of thousands of kids to the Lord. Well, it has. And the thing, the thing is, is that uh, I think it's one of the more successful ministry type things I've seen. And it works all the time. And everybody likes to get involved in they it. They do. They do. So we are in Ukraine. And, of course, it was in the news this week because of uh, the rocket that came out from Ukraine and landed in Poland and there was people thinking that it came from Russia but this one apparently didn't come from Russia but that doesn't mean Russia didn't shoot anything at Ukraine which they did but you see the big problem is Kiev you know has been preparing for a winter where there is no heat, water, or power. And, uh, you know, this is really difficult when you talk about a country like that. That is just a horrible situation. You know, so no electricity, water, heat, and freezing cold cannot be ruled out. All in the same token... Russia continues to fire rockets, and although they pulled out of a couple of areas, they are still firing rockets and causing destruction. And so, you know, matter of fact, not to be outdone, George Bush Jr. actually uh, interviewed Ukrainian President Zelensky, and I forgot which channel that was on, not that you need to listen to it. So because, what was the be, purpose of that? I don't know. More than likely, it was, you know, part of their strategy to be in the news more often hmm. because they're they're taking on Trump. Uh, apparently, uh, in another related story, you know, Bush and Obama are going to be going around. What a pair. But the thing of it is, as the mayor of Kiev said, we are doing everything to avoid this, which is no electricity. I think that's a good plan. Who would plan to be, you know, you know, everything to be fine? No heat, no electricity, water supply, and you know, I think they have a lot of trees around there and old trees, so they're going to be cutting down a lot of, lot of trees. And, uh, you know, if, if you go back in that country, back before we had electricity, they had to use heat 
and other means to uh, to keep warm. It's no different than in America. Now, as of this report that we're looking at here, uh, Zelensky said they had about 4.5 million people without electricity. Now, this came via CBN, who quoted the Associated Press in a couple of places. Um, And so it's just like, you know, you take the Kremlin and Russia, uh, Russia's Putin, and here you are, Putin is responsible for thousands of people being uprooted. They're responsible, and they're not only causing uh, the Ukraine to be without power. Russia shut off um, the power switch or gas switch going into Europe. Now, this is interesting because Trump warned Poland and a lot of others not to get gas from Russia because they could cut him off. And they laughed at him. There's a video where they literally laughed at him. Well, Europe found out. Well, you see, maybe this is why a lot of these people don't want Trump to run because he's smarter than a bunch of them. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, he's always warning about things. I mean, and there's things he says that are are, are humorous. And, uh, of course, the people that look at it, they don't like it, but... Uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, I mean, you take Putin and there's been stuff about Putin coming out that, uh, you know, his cancer is getting worse. But every time I see the man, he looks good. So I don't know about the cancer thing. But I do know that Russia pulled out of a couple of areas. And uh, so now they're... See, they uh, pulled out of a couple of areas. These were uh, held by Moscow-backed separatists, but uh, there was a couple of different areas not too long ago that Russia pulled out. But see, what this does is making all of these cities that are living with war uh, to face terrible situation. you got kids, you've got old people. You know, even Europe really doesn't know what that's like. Now, see, you go back to World War II when it was the Nazis and Russia was on the side of the Allies, that was different. But now Russia is acting more like an enemy than they are a friend. So this whole thing over in Ukraine is a mess. And all they want in Ukraine is more money. And Biden and the Democrats seem dead set on giving them money anytime they ask it. But the bottom line of it is here is that somebody else in Europe, somebody else in the world needs to chuck up some money as well. Everybody thinks that America has all the money in the world and we can just go printing off all we want to. Meanwhile, over at the World Economic Forum, you know, they want to make this into a globalist world, which is going to happen anyway, but uh, only under the son of perdition, the Antichrist, or you can call him the beast in Revelation. And, of course, he's going to have another beast with him. So, Ukraine, it is a problem. It's a big problem, and it's a big problem for people. There are people dying. The country's a mess, and Russia isn't backing off. So I I think this whole thing is just... It's very, very tragic. It is, and of course, Trump says it wouldn't have happened under his watch, and I don't think it would have. I don't either. Not at all. 
Okay, ISIS in Cabo Delgado, Delgado. And uh, in October, we were quoting some things about ISIS and others killing Christians. But uh, in northern Mo Mozambique, 21 Christians got killed. But see, then they also, the Islamists came out and said that they, they killed 20 other Christians and they displaced hundreds more in this Cabo Delgado as well. So they're destroying church buildings. They're killing believers. You know, they killed some in September. I mean, it's like these people just absolutely want to just keep murdering. And, and that's really what they want to do. Biden has the door open uh, to our border, doesn't care about it. And see, any, any day we could have these kind of extremists come here. And these are the kind of extremists that are going to murder. So that's what, you know, having an open, open border can do, is allow people like this. Now, of course, ISIS, and we see this a lot. Now, their name is Alu Suna Wajama or Wahama. <laughs> if I said it right. Now, they're known locally as Al-Shabaab, but see, there's a Somali-based one where there's an Al-Shabaab. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a Philippine uh, Al-Shabaab. And this is usually the way it goes. So you never know who's going to do it. I mean, they can have some name there. And, of course, uh, they beheaded a Muslim leader and his wife, which this is another thing. When ISIS went through the Middle East 2014-2015, they were killing Muslims as well as Christians. Uh, because uh, if you're a Muslim and didn't do exactly what they think you should have, you're going to get killed. And then, of course, you add on top of this the famine, and the projected famine is going to get worse. And we, uh, did we see something on that tower? Yes, we did, about um, the famine in Somalia. Night before last, I believe. Yeah, what was that on? <clears throat> PBS. Public. Yeah, they 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 did cover that. that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you look at that stuff; it's just a mess. Everything fits into the into the times we're living in. Well, yeah, and this is this surprises me that they. Um, Killed, <clears throat> they beheaded a Muslim leader and his wife. It was by the jihadi group. And since 2017, they have subjected both Christians and Muslim communities of northern Mozambique to a campaign of terror. That's surprising that they go after the Muslims as well. Well, one of these days, the Lord of Glory is coming, and these Muslims who are doing this are going to find themselves at the hand of a wrathful God for what they're doing because this is uh, going to send them right into the pit of Hades uh, and that's for these Muslims that do this especially are you ready? yes this story is out of Turkey they found ancient in Turkey, they found an ancient relic Bible. This story comes from us from... I'm not sure. Anaya.org? That's the Assyrian International News Agency. Okay. A-I-N-A.org. So, um, Turkey, historically and especially... Religious objects have been hunted by contrabandists ever since the 10th century, but the Turkish authorities have been able to track down a group of professional criminals 
that have been stealing valuable historic and religious objects for years now. So in 2015, their hiding spot was discovered in Tokat. The objects found in their trove were supposed to be smuggled out of the country and sold for huge amounts of money. Besides different jewels, swords, and paintings, a very worn out and distorted Bible was found. The Bible itself didn't look very valuable until authorities discovered that every single one of its pages was made from gold. Specialists have taken a better look at the Bible to assess its age, and it seems that the Bible is at least a thousand years old. This has been specified due to its being written in Old Assyrian, Sereth, a language that since the 5th century has slowly died. The origin of the Bible is harder to define as Old Assyrian was spoken in different locations such as Iraq, Syria, and Turkey. These contrabandists have been well known for stealing religious artifacts out of museums and even churches that have such types of religious objects on display. The problem is that the criminals who found the objects have not taken care of it, therefore deteriorating in quality even more. The Bible is beyond the point of being restored, but it's still a very rare and valuable piece. Due to these smugglers, many historical objects go missing. That is due to the demand created by private collectors of antiques that would go as far as paying criminals to steal such objects for them. That is not because they want to obtain historic objects for a cheaper price, but because most of the rare historical objects within museums are not for sale, no matter how astronomical the offers may be. This piece is so rare that the Turkish authorities are still trying to trace where exactly it was obtained. Would this be from a museum or maybe even a new historical discovery? Isn't that amazing? Can you imagine a Bible with every page being written on gold? Yeah, I I, I like that story. I do too. That's a good story. I'm glad they found it. and I hope they find many more. Well, we it's like to do uh, articles from the Assyrian International New Agency, News Agency to talk about it and get the news out there about them. Because they have been, uh, of course, they go back to the beginning. Uh, there are thousands of years dating back to the apostles. And uh, the thing of it is, is that uh, they have lived in areas that are really dangerous to live in. So uh, we're moving on now. Uh, MissionNetworkNewsOnline.org. That's another one that you need to make note of. Uh, and we came across a new ministry that uh, really the beginning of it is absolutely amazing. Farmsinternational.com And uh, because of the famine that's going on in Sri Lanka, but there also you can look throughout Africa, They said that the number of people in need doubled over the past six months. Wow. Now, there's a lot of people over there. And two-thirds of the Sri Lankan families say they cannot meet their household food needs. That's sad. And, uh, you know, to understand how Farms International, they work... Um, it got started when one individual who lost his farm, and uh, when he lost his farm, there's a 40% interest tagged onto it. And uh, he worked and prayed, and eventually he got some others to join him from America. And he ended up growing coffee, and the proceeds from the coffee goes to missions. They build churches. And it's, they've been real successful with this. And so this is how 
Farms International in Sri Lanka um, is doing what they can to help what's going on. And so they said that the crisis in Sri Lanka is the worst economic crisis since they gained independence in 1948. Well, you know, Tower, that's that's a long time. And that itself would signify this is a pretty bad situation. Yes, it's a major crisis. And they said, the, according, the World Bank said that the poverty rate doubled between 21 and 22. And, of course, they had high prices, shortages of food, fuel, and medicine. And, of course, the leader of all that uh, resigned, the leader of the country. And so Pastor Clarence is the one that leads Farms Lanka, Farms International Partner. And, of course, he's working in this area. And the essential food items and other things they need are really high. And some people cash in their jewelry to sell to shops in order to survive. And, of course, they said years ago they introduced a microcredit program and helped believers work out of poverty and see, that's really one of the things that a ministry that they try to do. And there, there's a lot of them that are doing that. But Farms International specifically started with uh, growing coffee and saving this coffee farm and working out of that. And that really worked good. <clears throat> and he admits that they lost many projects because of the cost of living has gone up. But the thing of it is, the church is there and everything. They're able to give food. And so they bring food in and they give it to the families. And uh, and one thing he says, Jesus said, bear one another's burden. And this is a good time to be good stewards toward God and our Amen. fellow citizens. And so at any rate, if you have a chance, go to farmsinternational.com. That's farms, F-A-R-M-S, international.com. And you can read all about it there. So I would suggest that uh, take some time out and find out about some of these ministries. Because... Uh, you know, if that was you in America, you would want somebody to care. And that's really... That's true. You know, that's really what it's about. Now, Matt Staver is in charge of Liberty Council. They went to court five years ago, and a lot of these groups are always going to court. And uh, they joined with a local man to let freedom fly in Boston, the cradle of, cradle of liberty. And all this came out over the Christian flag. And... Uh, See, it was some time ago that the guy that uh, tried to get a flag, he wanted to raise a Christian flag on the public forum. And, of course, he couldn't do it. They wouldn't let him. They denied his permit. And for 12 years, from 205 to 217, Boston actually approved 284 flag raisings by private organizations. And what happened was the city 
denied Camp Constitution, that's the name of the organization, application in 2017 to fly the Christian flag on Constitution Day. Now, the policy said the flagpole was open to all applicants, but the city of Boston denied his application. Of course, this is where um, it went into the court. And so there was four lower court losses than the U.S. Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing zero, that Boston's denial of the flag was unconstitutional. That was pretty amazing that they all agreed on that. Yeah. So, uh, so the Christian flag finally flew on August 3rd, and they were able to get it raised. But it took five years of litigation in order to get that flag flown. <laughs> That's crazy. And the city of Boston agreed to pay Liberty Council. 2125000 Yep, for attorney's fees and costs for the unconstitutional religious viewpoint discrimination on the Christian flag. That's good. Well, you know... I'll tell you, there's a lot of these, like the ACLJ as well as Liberty Council. There's a lot of these groups that I've mentioned over the years and we've talked about that, you know, even during the Biden administration, they've taken on the Biden administration to stop him because the things that they were doing is illegal. That's right. And so... You know, this is really the issue, and, you know, Obama was really known for testing the limits of the things that were legal to do. And uh, so it's one of those things that, you know, everybody else seems to be able to do it, except the Christians. Yep. You know, and, and that that's really what it's what it's been in this country for a while. And that's truly a sign of the last days that we are living in the last <coughs> days. Well, you know, even with uh, you know this last election, and uh, even before that, on the J six, you know, um, AOC said we're going to come and hunt you down. Speaking to the Christians and patriots. And uh, we have a lot of these people that got elected, and and they're about as left-wing as you can get. And they've openly, as a sitting congressman or congresswoman, have threatened Christians and others by saying, we're going to come after you, but nobody does anything about it. Even the J6ers, who today it came out, that they had 11 FBI agents there, including... um, uh, the assistant to one of the organizations of J6 that uh, supposedly invaded, you know, Congress there, he was hooked up to the FBI as well. And even the J6ers, which had the door open to them by the guards there, the Capitol Police. Let them in, yeah. They let them in. And even into the main hallway where you see them carrying stuff and putting their feet up on desk and getting in there, that has an iron door that can only be opened from the inside. So someone opened it up for the J6ers to get in there. Yep. The J6 was a big scam uh, in order to prosecute it. And there's word that uh, people believe that Pelosi was behind it because Trump (coughs) appealed to her to bring in the National Guard and she wouldn't do it. And I think this whole thing was a setup. Yes, it was. And so, you know, the bottom line of it is is that the J6ers were denied due process uh, 
and a speedy trial. Their First Amendment rights were violated. They're still in jail, being treated under horrible conditions. Yeah. And so this is the situation that we have in America today. And this is the situation that the Democrats and even rhino Republicans and others continue to bring up as saying, this is what happened with Trump. Well, that's not what happened with Trump because he didn't want any of that stuff to go on. You know, the thing of it is, is that in America, we are dishonest. We are disloyal to the Constitution. (coughs) And if we don't wake up, you're not going to have a country that resembles this nation, you know, what our forefathers began. And and really, you've lost a lot of that anyway. And uh, the generations to destroy this country are already uh, some of the ones on the street. And it's not going to take long. (coughs) So at any rate, I think those are where we're at. Yes, sir. (coughs) Not in a good place. But our hope is in the Lord. It is. So we we hope... (coughs) Just a minute, Tower, take over. (coughs) So we hope in the Lord. We look to Him. We can't let the situations going on in the world today control us or get cause us to get our eyes off the Lord. We have to stay focused. We have to put the blinders on like they put blinders on horses so they're not distracted. We have to do the same and not let these distractions discourage us. That's right. And, uh, We're coming down to the end now, so we're going to have to uh, sum up and get out of here. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, whenever you do. We hope that this brings you encouragement and hope in the Lord. We love you all. We pray for you. We care. We love hearing from you. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord because he cares for you, and you can trust in him in every situation in your life, good and bad. We thank you for joining us. Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. And good night, everybody. Don't forget to go over to warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Also, Check out my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. You can find the links on both our websites, and uh, there's direct links in our store on Dana Glenn Smith, and you can go right to where our publisher thing is. It's sold in many, many, many places. But check out The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Get a copy, read it, And come back to our websites and contact us through our comment form and tell me what you think. And, you know, the holidays are coming up. We're through 2022. And we pray that, you know, God will take care of you and bless you wherever you live. And that he will deliver you from your enemies. He will make a way for you financially that he will make a way for you for food and clothing and shelter and be able to be blessed in this life and have a little extra when you've never had extra. We pray God's blessings on you and his protection on you. Take care and be safe. And pray for one another that you may be healed and delivered. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.